Why did I put myself in this situation? I don't watch these types of shows. But yet, there I was, glued to the screen, watching and keeping my fingers crossed that my favorite contestant was going to live to see another day and another challenge on some reality show. I caught myself holding my breath as the announcer looked at the two people on the chopping block and he finally announced my character that I was rooting for was safe. And I was like, whew. But he gave her a word of warning that she had to learn how to adjust when times get to be kind of rough. Hey, this is Michelle Spive, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So join me on the flip when we get into how to be solid in shaky times. I'll see you then. I had caught my, I had caught myself watching a little show that I had no plans to watch one lazy Sunday or something like that. And I had to take a moment to look at what got me so intrigued. And the show, I th- well, I know why it got me intrigued in hindsight. Uh, the show was based uh, off of the coast of the state that I live in. And it was intriguing because I wanted to see the scenery and all of that. And and they had taped it while it was cold. And most of the uh, activities that they were going to be doing, the survival activities or whatever, uh, were going to be outside. And so I watched um, the, you know, one of the the shows and I couldn't believe that I, I was like, rooting for someone to please make it to the next level. But as I remembered what I was supposed to actually be doing and ended that particular um, watching session, it struck me that the announcer's words were um, very, they were full of wisdom. Now, I have talked to you guys about AQ having an AQ, which is an uh, adaptability quotient. So people are saying, and companies are saying that the new intelligence that we're going to need to have is not necessarily just having intelligence, mental processing intelligence and social or emotional intelligence, but we're also going to have to have adaptability intelligence where we're able to, um, move with along with changes. And I wanted to come back to that as I, like I said before, a lot of times I try to meditate and tap into what um, I'm needing and, and possibly what somebody that's under the sound of my voice is going to need. Because for me, this is all about a love for what I do and to be useful in um in the world. And, and so I, I try to make sure that I'm scratching where we're itching, if at all possible. I hope I'm doing that. I hope if you're listening to this, that this is extremely useful for you. So getting back to this, uh, these changes and looking at this particular time in, um, during our recording, I have been looking at a lot of changes that are happening. Um, and, looking at a lot of uh, people who are going through major changes that they didn't ask for. And um, it's kind of uh, humbling, to say the least. 
uh, let me let me just get into directly what I'm talking about. So I have a few people um, that have either been laid off or uh, other issues have caused them to not be able to work and uh, have the income that they've been accustomed to for a very long time. And because of uh, the volatility of markets and all of the things uh, that are going on right now with, a, with you know, an eye on global, um, it has hit home that the, what you have to do is you got to, first of all, adjust, and then you've got to maintain a certain amount of stability through these shaky times. And so looking back on that, I thought about uh, that time I watched that little reality show thing. And when the guy told the contestant, you know, yeah, you're safe, but look, it's only going to get worse. I immediately thought about the conditions that they had put these people under. And these were not athletes, although they were asking them to do some tremendous stuff that I believe at the beginning uh, of the little show uh, was set up to benefit people who had certain skills besides others. Now, I did go back and check and, you know, read little snippets to see who won and what challenges were, you know, just to see who ended up winning. And the funny thing is, <laughs> in this particular show, the person that everybody least expected to win ended up taking it all. And this person uh, was able to do what I'm going to be talking about today. And that was she became a solid player in this shaky world. Now, I, of course, have a few notes and some wisdom smacks that I got from that and that I am using right now and hope helping um, these people to adjust. You know, I thought about it. I was like, you know, maybe I will do the, you know, how to generate money uh, when when times are tight kind of thing and, you know, all this other stuff. And, you know, if you want me to talk about that, I definitely can and will. Uh, you can um, send me messages, check the show notes on how to send messages or email or, or whatever. Uh, but for the meantime and in between time, I like to make sure that I give you foundations because I don't want to just give you tactics and I don't want to even just give you strategies. I want to give you foundations that are going to be the good bones in the bedrock, the solidness that you build anything on. All right. So because I'm out here in these streets as a uh, solopreneur doing this for a long time, I have been forced to, if I, that, you know, to keep a roof over my head and uh, take care of myself, I have been forced um, to uh, encounter this all the time of being solid in shaky times. And so I'm going to share a few little things. Of course, this is not exhaustive, but these are things that you can easily start to practice so that you can get prepared for, for things that might be happening in your life, okay? So the first thing is, is I've talked about this adaptability quotient. And what it simply means is your reaction time to changes in your environment, in, in inside of yourself, your reaction, reaction time has got to speed up and the way you handle the change has got to uh, be better, and um, and when I say better, 
meaning that you have to be even keel, solid, and able uh, to remain focused. All right. So the first thing I want to talk about is uh, thinking harder. (laughs) And I know that might sound crazy, um, but it, it, it really does go down to the processes of, uh, of what we do. Uh, when I had, uh, John Braddock on, we got, we got to talk a little bit about deep training and what that means. And, um, he, in his newest book, uh, a spy's guide to, uh, to, uh, excuse me, a spy's guide to risk, uh, to taking risk, not strategy. Uh, that was his other one. Uh, And he had a scenario in there where a situation where he talked about a friend who uh, was facing down the barrel of a gun. And the only thing separating him from that bullet was a windshield. And his deep training kicked in, whereas the driver's uh, reaction, he, he completely crumbled and lost it. And he couldn't function correctly at all. And I asked, I, I remember asking him, you know, talk, you know, to, ask, to tell me a little bit more about the deep training because I was very intrigued. Um, and I immediately thought about the book by Cal Newport uh, called um, uh, Deep Work. And he actually, you know, admitted that it was it was kind of like that. But when I talk about deep, tra- deep training and um, thinking harder, this is where certain things become ingrained in you. And it's, and when I say things, it is not information as much as it is processes. Uh, one of the, the things that uh, I had to learn and continue to have to reinforce is to avoid knee-jerk reactions, assumptions, or thinking. And so, when you are in a volatile time and it's totally different, the first thing is you want to enact your ability to think deeply. Usually that entails slowing down your thoughts and depending on how you are, it might include you stepping away from the situation if at all possible or it might include you going to tr- a few trusted um, counselors. And when I say a trusted counselor, it can be a friend, a mentor, a spouse, but someone who um, hopefully has an objective lens where they're not in the same situation and therefore they can see the forest and the trees. So what I want you to do is not only I want you to demand more of your mental processing, I want you to think past the immediate thing that is in front of you. When shaky times happen, when unexpected stuff happens, we immediately go into our flight flight or fight uh, syndromes, depending on how we're wired or the, the situation presenting itself. And we don't want, you know, to say, oh, don't do that. Yeah, allow yourself that that quick moment, but don't do any reactionary stuff, at all, if at all possible, until you have been able to get back into that front part of your brain so that you can uh, calm yourself down and get to your mental processing. Now, I know this might sound trite, but I'm going to go on and say it. One of the best things to do is to remember to breathe. You would be amazed at how many things are solved 
by taking a deep cleansing breath that removes all the staleness out of your entire body, taking in that long breath that reaches down to your toes and sending that breath up through the crown of your head and doing it on a rhythm will get you, as we like to say in the therapy world, back into your body where your systems come back online and they give more oxygen to your blood for you to be able to think straighter. All right. The next thing with this, this thinking harder is to get clear on what it is you want and what it is you must do to get what you want. Now, the trick to that is, is to just make it simple as possible. Pick one thing that I'm going to be honest, that is one of the hardest things for me. That's kind of like an Achilles heel uh, for me when I'm adjusting to um, an unexpected something and uh, having to deal with it. And in my life, unexpected happens quite often. Uh, And I have to make sure that I don't come up with this convoluted uh, solution that titillates my uh, mental uh, capacity, not mental capacity, but my mental need to feel like I'm, I'm, I'm doing something. Um, I have to remind myself, pick one thing, just one thing, get clear on one thing. And sometimes it's just getting clear on what is obvious or what is the real problem. And so in order to get uh, clear on things, like I said before, I take deep breaths and I start to sense, look for, um, and work on any anxiety that comes in. Now, let me let me tell you why I'm bringing up the whole anxiety thing. Because unchecked and uh, anxiety can run amok and it will destroy you. It will put you in a corner cowering and shaking where you can't even breathe right. You think you're having a heart attack. So in these situations, make sure to breathe because anxiety is a fear of death. And um, it's a fear of not being able to see clearly if it's safe or what your next step should be. Now, I am not talking uh, about my my people who have severe anxiety. You know, I don't want to, you know, you rolling your eyes saying, oh, here she goes with the breathing. No, I do respect people who suffer from acute anxiety and uh, my heart goes out to you. I am making this suggestion for people who it is a, not a new thing, but it's something that only comes around rarely when you are totally out of your element. Okay. Um, so if you have ongoing anxiety, what I say, don't let it supersede what your medical professional or, or your, and, or your therapist has told you. Okay. All right. So the first, like I said, the first thing was is to understand that you have to up your adaptability quotient to your surroundings. The next thing is you want to think harder. You want to demand more from your mental processes. You want to make sure that you're getting clear on what it is you want and what it is you have to do to get to that. And you do that by making it as simple as possible and picking one thing. You want to make sure you breathe and root out any anxiety and uh, breathe through it. Assure yourself that you're not dying. I'm not dying. I'm not dying. And uh, I like how Mel Robbins um, uh, uh, Robbins deals with her anxiety. Uh, she'll tell herself, uh, I'm not anxious. I'm just excited. 
I'm not anxious. I'm just excited. And that is true because the same factors that go into excitement in the body are the same ones for anxiety. And so you can totally do a reframe. And then this is where your deep training that I just talked about kicks in, where because you are now uh, reminding yourself that you need to adjust to your surroundings and you need to think and you need to get clear and you need to get simplified as possible, that's when deep training of survival, of problem solving, and of moving can happen. Because I'm going to tell you, don't forget to check for anxiety. Anxiety will have you frozen in a parasympathetic shock situation, and you won't be able to do anything. And like I said before, you'll be over in a, cower, uh, in a corner cowering and trembling. So make sure you do that. The next thing is, is I want you, once you have gotten that that emergency stuff done and you are now able to think, I want you to shuck off the mental shackles of fear and short-sightedness. This is one that used to get me all the time. In my heightened state of, I got to do something, I got to fix this, I got to make it work, I've got to survive, I fell into old behaviors, old programming that would have me operating out of fear and short-sightedness. Now, I am not saying that you should be fearless and that you shouldn't have any fear. But what I am saying is that you should get to a point where you recognize that fear is there. And you can even tell yourself, it's normal to feel fearful. But I am, and give yourself permission to still work and think and do properly in spite of the fear. And expand your short-sightedness. Expand uh, looking at the situation where it's indomitable. You are able to conquer it. You've, You've gotten to this point so far and you will get to the next point. So it will not snuff you out. It will not make you lose everything. It will not make your family scorn you. It will not make your spouse leave you and your kids hate you and your dog bite you. It will work out. And that brings me to uh, this this next thing that I, I really want to make sure that I say, and it might sound a little harsh, but I'm going to just say it. This is one of the things that I have found comes up in a lot of people who are not in that upper echelon of um, earning or not even earning of just being uh, affluent. So if you're not in that 1%, a lot of times I see this happen. And I mean, I, I don't I haven't been around any ultra rich folks yet in you know person, but I have seen this in everybody else. And that is I want you to stop being burdened by peasantry. I want you to stop looking for the handouts, the giveaways, and the free. And when I say that, I am not saying you don't reach out to people and let them know, you know, that you might need some help or any of that. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is the programming that comes from trying to cheapen your life or cheapen what you need to do. You know, it's kind of like instead of doing the quality thing to remain stable and keep moving forward, you digress and go and do things that are cheap shots, uh, quick money cash grabs and those types of things. And I'm going to tell you right now, 
If you are trying to quote unquote survive in shaky financial times uh, or whatever that is, the worst thing you can do is to change your morals and your ethics to try to hurry up and just get something. That is out, that is originating out of panic, probably some unresolved anxieties, and that is lazy thinking. And I don't want to sound like a puritanical nut, but I am saying that that stuff comes back and it just compounds your issues. And so don't do it. Don't give in to it. Don't look for the quick, quick uh, dollar that is um, possibly going to erode your soul. Just just don't do it. Okay. And that leads me to the next thing that I, I, I want to make sure I give enough time to be able to get through. Because when I started realizing this, my, my world changed. And, um, and I'm going to tell you, my world changed because now I had options of creativity. And when uh, the shaky times come, and they come often, let's just be honest, they come often. I use this now and it gives me a bandwidth that I didn't have before where I don't have to deal with such anxiety, you know, and uh, night terrors and all that stuff that I used to deal with. And so what I'm about to tell you has taken me too long, I think, but at least I got it uh, to come up with. And it's simple. It might sound cuckoo to you, but you know what? Eat the fish, leave the bones of what I'm about to say. And that is to be to be solid in shaky times, you need to be brave enough to go through magical doors of new adventures. Yeah, I said it. And when I talk about these magical doors of new adventures, this is where the thinking harder comes in. Um, like I said, I was talking to someone and um, they were like, okay, well, I don't know how to get this done. I've got, you know, this amount of time, which was not a lot of time. And uh, I was blessed to be of use to them where we looked at what resources they already had. And I was like, the first thing that you want to do when you have something like this is to take what you already have, repurpose it. And I've taught you guys, you, I'm talking to you right now, uh, about this term that I I learned years ago when I was working in corporate America. And that was uh, what we call revenue management, where you repurpose what you have as a resource to get different and numerous amounts of income coming from what you already have. And so that's the same thing we did with that. That's not going to solve everything and every problem, but it will help. And so when you start looking for magical doors of new adventures, they show up. Now, I wanted to say create these doors because that's what I think of when I do it. But for some people, that's too heavy. And so I just want you to know, you don't have to quote unquote, create anything. Just have a little bit of faith that if you are determined, a new avenue, a new opening will come and you'll be able to take advantage of it. And the reason why you want to have these new lanes, new doors, new uh, windows, whatever you want to call them that will help you understand this. And this is something that blew my mind. And that is secrets are just information that's locked behind these magical doors. A lot of times when I have gone through them, I have learned great secrets. Now, let me tell you a general secret that you will find behind a magical door. And that is 
that it always has another door. It's kind of like a way station. And also, when you go through these quote-unquote magical doors, they are going to demand something of you. And that is, a lot of times it can translate into time, but for the most part, it's going to demand that you become different when you go through that door. You pick up some type of skill, dust off a skill, uh, update your um, wisdom, update your mind, or whatever. But once you go through that magical door, you have left your old self on the other side. And that's why it's a magical door. For some people, that magical door might mean going back and finally finishing some type of certification that you would need to get to the next level of your career. For other people, that magical door may mean that you reconcile with someone who is a potential partner in business, love, or whatever, and you finish business. See, that's another thing. I don't have a lot of time to deal with that today, but unfinished business keeps you shaky uh, because you're not your whole self and you want to get everything on solid ground as much as possible. That includes uh, tying up loose ends with unresolved stuff, going through your inventory and uh, forgiving yourself and others for anything that pops up that makes you shudder and want to shake the thought away, and for being in the state of being where you are now by faith, that person and in that situation that you need to be that would make you be back in a good place on solid ground. You See, you got to be it before you can do it and have it. I've taught you all about be, do, have, and uh, I'm not going to talk about that right now because my time is really going and I've got a few more things I want to make sure I say to you. All right? You know, d- don't, don't feel like you are destined to fail just because what you knew has been ripped away. And I'm going to tell you, your mind, uh, that's why I, I tell you, you have to think harder because when what is known is ripped away, your brain, your subconscious start working against you because un- unknown equals danger, known equals safe. And so don't be afraid to go into the unknown as long as you understand that you're going to make it. It's going to be fine. Okay. And this is another thing. Strive for the incremental increases and improvements um, that happen over time. Don't think because you did one thing on the other side of the magical door and you didn't see any results that it wasn't working. Keep at it. Every little bit helps. You can get incremental increases and improvements over either time or repetition. You know my saying, diligence and consistency always show up with a paycheck. So don't blow it in in volatile times by uh, despising your efforts. Keep them coming. Keep them going. Even when you don't think they're working, if they are of solid principle, keep going because they will work. And then understand this. Like that reality show, uh, that young lady, Everybody was like, she's going to get voted off. And she was, she, she never ended up being in anybody's um, uh, bottom. Um, she, she went under the radar. And in the end, it came down to it. 
and she took the whole thing. And that reminded me of that saying that the race is not given to the, to the swift or nor the strong, but the one that just endures to the end. The biggest thing you can do when you are in shaky times is to remember that your prime objective above anything else is in, to endure until the end. That means pace yourself. That means you can't get um, lost in anxieties that have your heart racing. That also means you need to kick into your deep training and your breathing to calm down, push, pull back and be observant of stuff that you need that is going to help you to be able to do what it takes to get through that particular trial or situation that you find yourself in. And these things are all very, very uh, necessary if you're going to pull this off. I have, I have all of the belief in you, but I also know how hard this is. Um, losing livelihoods, going through divorces or separations or breakups, uh, going through uh, relocating or starting a completely new career. All of those things are deep, they're impactful, and they will knock you off of your footing. But hopefully these things will help you. So as I wrap up, let me go do a quick recap for you on just some of the things that um, I can tell you that if you do them, they will really help you. And that is when you find that you're on shaky ground, first of all, I want you to re realize that this is an opportunity to build your adaptability, the quickness by which you can regain your footing. Now, I'm not saying you have to be perfect. I'm just saying that you want to, to rebound by thinking harder remembering to breathe, getting clear and picking one thing that you must do to get going or to get back on your feet. Make sure that you route out uh, any kind of anxiety that's lurking so that you'll be able to kick into your deep training and then shake off those mental shackles and short of fear and short-sightedness so that you can stop being burdened by peasantry that's always trying to look for the come up or the free or the get arounds when times are bad. Don't lose your ethics or morals. Be brave enough to go through or even create mental uh, magical doors of new adventures and strive for the incremental increases and improvements that being in that particular magical space requires of you so that you will be able to endure. And that's the whole thing. When you're on shaky ground, a priori is to be a, um, a person of endurance. So guess what? Yes, my time is up. I thank you for yours. This is Michelle Spiva with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Mwah. Don't forget to use our Amazon link at michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, 
uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.